This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, hello, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham here, your host. I am so excited to bring you this Ask the Expert interview today. So today I am joined by Emmy Vita Estacio, and she's coming to us all the way from Athens, Greece. So hi, Emmy. How are you? Hi, Michelle. Thanks for having me. It's, it's wonderful to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. So let me tell you guys a little bit more about Emmy. So Emmy's the creator of self-publishing made simple. And so she has done so many incredible things. She's a three-time bestselling author. She's a psychologist and founder of the self-publishing made simple. And she helps successful entrepreneurs, coaches, and visionaries expand their reach by writing and publishing their books on the world's largest online retailer, Amazon. So this is awesome. And so today, um, Emmy and I are going to talk about all things publishing, uh, how to get your book going. And for our podcasters in this audience or people who are thinking about podcasting, how can we take the content that we're creating through podcasting and maybe repurpose it and turn it into a book? Uh, we've talked about all sorts of different publishing before, and I just wanted to bring Emmy on today because she adds a new twist to it as well. She also sees self-publishing on Amazon as a great way to build your brand and attract clients and through her online programs. And she's got a signature program called Get It Done, the 12 Week Get It Done Challenge. So she guides her students through a proven publishing process to successfully launch books on Amazon even without a publicist. Thank goodness. <laughs> and then everyone gets the same result. Number one bestselling author during launch week. So um, let's, without further ado, bring you on, Emmy, and let's find out a little bit more about you. So how did you get into publishing? Well, it's actually not something that I just went straight on. As an academic, I've been uh, a psychologist for over two decades, actually. I may have a baby face, but yeah, I've, I've been uh, studying psychology since I was 15 and I'm nearly 40 now. Um, but I was going down that academic route, uh, doing my uh, undergrad in psychology, did my master's, my PhD, became a le lecturer in the university. And I eventually wrote research papers, textbooks, and so on. So originally, I'm traditionally published. So I would write stuff, hand it over to my publisher, and they deal with everything. <laughs> so you know, it's easy for me um, because the publisher will, will deal with that. However, when I thought about uh, publishing my self-help books, I felt that self-publishing was the way to go because with self-publishing, I could get my books out there in a matter of hours. Like literally, some of my students, I go through the process with them. We, we would upload the book uh, together. And by the end of our call, it's live. It's like, wow, crazy. So, you know, you can actually have your book out there immediately, especially if it's a, you know, it's a topical um, issue that, that you want to, um, to explore using your, your book. Self-publishing is a really great way to do it. And if you are publishing it on Amazon, you're literally 
uh, putting your brand in front of millions of, of uh, users on there. It's the world's biggest platform when it comes to books. So for me, I, I explored going down the self-publishing route, but that terrified me. <laughs> Because, yeah, as an academic, my, my background is I will write my books, pass it on to my publisher, and they deal with that. But as a self-published author, it means that I will write my book, and then I will have to prepare it for publication. I will have to package it, you know, the marketing, the promotion, and so on. And at the start, I absolutely had no idea how to do that. I was absolutely terrified that if I write something and then it flops, <laughs> you know, what's that going to do to my reputation? So what I did instead of letting the fear stop me from getting on with that, because I knew that self-publishing my self-help books, uh, you know, was the way to go. I educated myself. I reached out to people who have done it. I was mentored by the best and I did it. You know, I, I followed a self-publishing sequence and with my first book, I launched it outranked in Paris. <laughs> I know of the number one spot. I was a total newbie. I didn't have any social media followers. I didn't have a mailing list. I just followed a sequence outranked in Paris and celebrated like, way number one. So I thought, okay, maybe it was just beginner's luck. You know, maybe it was a fluke. So I tried again. Uh, published my second book three months later, followed the same sequence and got the same result. Number one bestsellers, like, yay! And then a few months later, because I was earning enough royalties from my books, that gave me the confidence to actually quit my job um, as a university lecturer and then move to Athens. So by the end of the that year, we, yeah, I, I published my third book, same result, number one bestseller, and people started reaching out to me. It's like, Emmy, uh, uh, how how are you doing this? <laughs> like, uh, uh, how did you do this? You 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 you're actually not a, a big influencer. You know, we, we can see that we don't have a, a big audience yet. How are you getting to number one? And I keep getting asked that question, and I eventually said, "All right, let me just you know put it all together as a course." And now I'm putting together a membership because I've, I've been getting asked the same question, and and my students, you know, so many of my students have been through the process already, every single one who follows the launch sequence gets to number one bestsellers. I'm really very proud of that. And yeah, as you can see, it wasn't something that I originally <laughs> intended to do. It's just that people um, saw the results. They reached out to me and yeah, taught them and they got the same result. Yeah, that's awesome. I love um, that you were able to kind of create a formula from what you saw to getting results in that now you can replicate and everyone else is also getting the same results. I think that's, that's really powerful when you can dissect something like that. So can you walk us through a little bit of the process? I know you've created a, a whole formula around it. Yes, absolutely. I have to say, Michelle, one of the biggest mistakes that I've seen new authors make is that when they have this uh, idea, it's like, oh, you know, I, I, I want to write a book. I think I'm going to write a book. And they just dive straight on <laughs> to writing a book because, yeah, they, they want to. So they get on with it. That's, that's good because these are action takers. The problem that, that some of them have is that initial energy dwindles eventually. Mm -hmm. um, life happens. More urgent things get in the way. Um, kids, family. Corona, you know, things happen and other priorities kick in and that initial surge of energy 
um, dwindles um, eventually. So the in, so what I tell my students to do even before they start writing a book is they need to clarify their purpose first and foremost. They need to ground themselves in their purpose. I suppose this is also coming back from my roots in psychology. Um, you don't just, of course, you can, yeah, go ahead and, and do what you want to do. But sometimes, yeah, that energy dwindles. But when you are grounded in your purpose and when you clarify your why, it makes you more resilient. And, and it reminds you why you've started doing something in the first place. And that really builds on the motivation. And for most of my students, um, their, their purpose, because I'm attracting heart-centered, purpose-driven entrepreneurs, um, their main purpose really is to share their message. You know, they have this, this willingness to serve. They have this passion that they want to share with the world. So that is at the forefront. You know, that is their main purpose, why they are writing their books. But at the same time, because most of, their, most of them are online entrepreneurs, and I have to say, I've attracted a lot of podcasters as well, Michelle, over the, the years. Um, they, they are using their books as a way to grow their business to get new subscribers for their podcasts or if they have a Facebook community um, to drive traffic into their Facebook community. So another purpose is to grow their business, use their book as a way to elevate their brand, um, to establish their expert status and to drive leads into their business. So the very first thing that I ask my students to do is to clarify their purpose and make sure that this is very clear. If they can have it written down, get someone who will keep them accountable. Don't just say it to yourself. It's nice to say it to yourself and put it on the wall um, so that when things um, become more difficult, you will remind yourself why you started this project in the first place because writing and self-publishing a book, it's, it's a long process. You know, you don't just sit down, write a book and in an hour it's done. You know, it's, it, it would take a couple of weeks, um, especially if you are going to do this properly. So start with your purpose understand your, your personal motivation, whether it's to do with um, sharing a message with the world, serving your audience, gaining extra passive income for you, growing your business, or whether you just really want to contribute something and, and leave a legacy um, in, in, in this lifetime. You know, make it very clear, share it with others, share it with your mentor or accountability buddy, and use that to ground yourself um, as you go through the process. So that's the first thing. That's the first step. Always start with your why. The next thing that I ask my students to do, and I think this is a step that a lot of, um, let's say, amateur authors um, fail to do, is that once they have their idea, they start writing, um, which is not bad if you are inspired. But what happens is if you start writing and not really understand your market, you might end up uh, spending a ton of time and energy writing something that people aren't really interested in. <laughs> you know, it may be interesting for you, but it might not be interesting for your audience. So the second thing that I ask my students to do is to do their keyword research and their market research even before they start writing their books. When, they, when we do our keyword research and market research, actually inside my Get It Done Challenge, we spend an entire week um, doing our market research and keyword research even before my students start um, creating their outlines because first it validates their idea. Um, when you do your market research and keyword research, right, it confirms 
or disconfirm <laughs> that your topic is worth pursuing. So if you find that there are several thousand people who are searching for a book like yours, it gives you the confidence to go for it, knowing that there are people who are actively searching for a book like that. If you see that your book is, your, your idea is not quite there yet or not really hitting those high traffic keywords that we're looking for, it just means that you probably need to look at it from a different angle, maybe tweak it a little bit, maybe niche down a little bit more. So the market research and, and your keyword research will help to validate your idea, but will also help you to focus on a particular topic, especially for, for example, with podcasters who may have a ton of episodes already, and it's a lot of things. You know, maybe you can write 10 books um, for, for all the episodes that, that you've already um, recorded in your podcast. When you do your keyword research and market research, it helps you to, to find a particular focus for a book and maybe even to explore writing a series of books. For example, uh, especially, I think this particularly applies for, for podcasters who have a ton of content already. It's quite hard to squeeze everything in just one book. When you do your keyword research and market research, you will find ways on how you could organize your books into themes and perhaps release one book every three months and create a series of books instead of just one book um, and build a what do you call that you, you you build a brand you know you build your portfolio on amazon which actually helps to improve your visibility and trigger the amazon algorithm when you do publish your book so that's the second thing, Michelle, and, and I do hope if, if there's one thing that um, your listeners can take away from this episode is please do your market research and keyword mm -hmm. research before you start writing your books. I mean, for, for my students who are podcasters, my pod, you know, podcasters are my best students mm -hmm. because they sort of have that um, marketing edge already. They understand the importance of understanding the market and, and creating your, what do you call that on, on, on podcasting, like your little... Um, like a description uh, or your show notes? Or yeah, your show notes and, and, the, and the cover. You know, some of the principles actually do apply um, in self-publishing as well. So there's quite um, a lot of overlap, um, but keyword research and market research, super important because that's one of our secrets actually in self-publishing made simple is that you're tapping into the power of the Amazon algorithm. Mm. So instead of relying on your friends and family, I'm sure mm -hmm. you know your friends and family will be super supportive and will help you out. No matter but, what kind of book you read here or write, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But if you really want to reach your audience and if you understand keyword research and market research, then you are leveraging the power of Amazon as a search engine. So that when people are typing in those keywords on the search bar, when they look for books on Amazon, if you've incorporated those in your title, your subtitle, your book description, and then how it all flows in your book, it becomes easier to market. It, it becomes more visible on Amazon. And yeah, you will find yourself at the number one bestseller spot um, during launch because you've done your homework even before you started writing your books. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And, you know, I think we have the same philosophies of the, 
getting your podcast going. So if you're going from having a podcast already to then writing a book on the same topic, then half of your work is already done. You've done that keyword research. You've done that, you know, looking into the market and uh, it really is helpful. I love what you're taking us through these steps, Emmy, because it's really, uh, it's really important. And especially when, uh, you know, I've, I've started writing a book and like, you know, like many do is taking a long time. And it's like, you know, you're really remembering that. Why, why are you doing it? What, what's the reasoning and the purpose behind this book? And it's going to help you push through that end of that. So those are fabulous uh, tips. I'm really enjoying these. <laughs> Yes, and I have to say, Michelle, so after they've done their market research, their keyword research, maybe their next um, uh, step would be maybe they want to start writing now. But I tell my students again, oh, hang on a second, we're not, we're not done with the, with the foundations yet. We're not done with the preparations yet, especially for my um, podcaster students, um, because they are using their books as a way to drive traffic into their podcasts or to drive new leads into their business. I do ask my students um, who already have an online platform to have a look at their business model, have a look at their business funnel and, and see where the book fits in their funnel. So inside my, I, I have another course, it's called Content to Client. It's a 90 minute course. So it's, it's really quite easy to digest, easy to implement. But in, in that particular course, I... I show my students that there are different ways that you can use your book to, to grow your business. Obviously, you can use it for brand awareness because as a, as a published author, you're putting your brand out there in front of millions of, of um, users of Amazon. So it's really fantastic for brand awareness. You can use it as a, a lead magnet. Particularly if you if you are, for example, promoting your podcast in your book, you know, you do mention people to check out your podcast. Maybe you have a lead magnet inside your book and you are growing your mailing list um, by asking your, your readers to download your book and then you nurture them in your list. That's a really great way um, to, to use your book to, to promote your business. But I also have students who already have an existing platform. So one of my students, Celia Kibler, she's a parenting coach. Like, a, like she calls herself a family empowerment coach. She's absolutely fantastic. And she already has a podcast. She has like a, a ton of clients already. But she's actually using her book as a way to, um, as an asset. So she uses it as an upsell or as a bonus to her membership. So it's, it's a really great way to use your book as an asset, but at the same time, you can also use it to nurture your, your existing clients. So one of my other students, Dr. Catherine Sykes, um, she's a cognitive behavior therapist and she, um, she helps stressed out lawyers <laughs> in the city, you know, recover from burnout and so on. And she, she uses her book um, to, to nurture her, her existing clients. You know, the, it establishes loyalty and, and um, you know, that connection with her existing, uh, her existing clients by giving her books to her clients. So there are many ways. There are many ways. But for most of my students who are online entrepreneurs, the main way they use their books is to raise awareness about their, their brand, establish their expert status. And it's a fantastic way to generate leads into your business, especially if you're using your book as a lead magnet and driving traffic uh, into your podcast. 
Mm. Yeah, I love that. I mean, is there a way, like a specific way that we need to write it if we're wanting to use our book as a lead magnet versus um, then just like, you know, a framework for our course or something within within a book? Right. Yeah. Again, when it comes to doing the market research and the keyword research and then mapping it out in your in your um, business, uh, in, in your business funnel, for most of the lead generation, raising awareness um, kind of book, this is more of a general book that you're, you're um, telling your readers, this is who I am, this is what I stand for, this is what this is what I represent. And it's, it's almost like an, an introductory um, book to, to whatever topic that you are um, trying to, um, to, to, to serve your audience. Mm-hmm. For, for if, it, if you're using your book for a, a later um, end of your, of your funnel, then you can actually go into more depth, something that's more niche, something that's more specific, and especially for, for some of my students who already have an existing course, for example, they would create a workbook or they would create a planner or a journal that would supplement their already existing um, material. So certainly that, that's why it's really important if you, are, um, if you already have existing content and if you already have um, uh, an online business and you're using your book um, as part of your funnel, you need to map it out so that you will know at which point your, uh, your, your reader will enter into your funnel and make right. it appropriate for that particular point. Hmm. I love it. Yeah. A little bit of thought needs to go into it. You can't just like a podcast. You can't just slough it up. And if you do, you're going to have to redo it over over again. <laughs> so yeah, that's really great. I'm thinking about that strategy ahead of time, really knowing as thinking about, you know, the example of a parenting coach or a parenting podcaster. So they might do a podcast on parenting in general and parenting your kids. And then, you know, or they might do a book on that. And then another subsequent book could be just on behavior or just on like wellness or just on, you know, something a little bit more styled in and specific. Love your idea of not just doing one book, but doing like many books within your brands that just create some more brand awareness um, for your, for your business. I love that. Oh, yeah. And, and I have to say, Michelle, when it, again, I, I geek out about the Amazon algorithm um, because that's a really great way to, to really leverage the power of Amazon instead of relying on, on your own um, audience. Because with, with Amazon, you're really attracting um, more people into your circle, especially if, it, if, it, if brand awareness is your main agenda. Um, you need to understand how the Amazon algorithm works, particularly tapping into the high traffic keywords and having a very specific launch sequence as well. I mean, with my students, I tell them it's actually the, the writing bit is the easy part, especially mm-hmm. if you have existing content already. With the existing content, it's just a matter of organizing your content into themes maybe editing it a little bit um, so it, it flows into a book. But the harder part, you know, the thing that they really have to learn is how you are going to package your book so that you optimize it, that, uh, to optimize it 
and make it suitable to compete on Amazon. So we optimize the title, the subtitle, the book description, the cover. Um, we strategically um, select the categories as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you identify easy categories, competitive categories, and evergreen categories. And we do have a promo sequence as well. For most of my students who publish, some people might think that they are an overnight success because they will hit the publish button and a couple of hours later, they are number one and they would think, oh, what's going on? What's, the, what's this witchcraft, sorcery? You know, it's, it's not that they are an overnight success. What, what people don't see behind the scenes is that my students have been working hard. You know, They've spent like six weeks before they hit the publish button, building their launch team, optimizing their page, you know, putting together their promo schedule so that by the time they hit the publish button, they are ready. You know, they don't go running around like a headless chicken asking everyone for help because they already ask for help and build a launch team who are supporting them for the past six weeks. So by the time they launch, you know, it's smooth sailing and, you know, it's just time to celebrate when they publish and and hit the number one uh, bestseller on Amazon. So it's about understanding how it works, how the algorithm works Mm -hmm. and optimizing your page so that you are using the power of Amazon to do the heavy lifting of the marketing and promotion for you. And as we've been talking about earlier, the power of creating a series is amazing because if people discover you in book five and realize that you have other books in the series, they might buy the entire series. So if people, for for example, are just interested in potty training, you know, that's book number five. And it turns out that you also have a book on picky eaters because you are a parenting, like a toddler coach. You have so many aspects that, that you know you can talk about when it comes to parenting. But if someone discovers you in book 10 and sees that you are covering a lot of other aspects in your other books, you know, it's it's really good for for the um, visibility. And one of my good friends um, in, in self-publishing, he's published over 120 books on how to play the guitar. Oh it's like gosh. how to like over 120 books on how to play the guitar and and he built a seven figure business you know from from that so it's wow. yeah it it does take time and patience to to build your portfolio but it can be done especially i have to say with the podcasters because you you are producing content you have episode after episode you have content it's just a matter of repurposing what you already have packaging it, leveraging the power of Amazon and go for it. Absolutely. I mean, I see uh, we're on so many other platforms as podcasters with millions of people there that if we're not on Amazon, I think that's really crazy. So why not write a book that, you know, even if you take what, what would you suggest about taking our interviews and uh, does it work to have the transcriptions then turn into the books or is that quite a lot of work? Is it easier to just write um, maybe re-interview the, the person as they're writing the book? Yeah, that, that, that would probably depend on how you've structured your, your podcasts. Um, some of my students would um, have their podcasts uh, transcribed. And then again, it's all about mapping it out and seeing what you already have. But you will still have to write some bits and pieces around like your intro and making sure that it flows well as a book. But um, 
for for my academic um audience uh, you know my academic students for example um if they've already written let's say for example a thesis or you know, a dissertation that's when i ask them to look you have to start from scratch <laughs> because the the thing that the existing content that you have was written was produced for a different audience right. yeah. so for my academic um audience my, my academic students because I'm attracting people who are very similar to me those who have a, a very academic background and, and they are interested in repurposing their thesis you know their master's dissertation and so on and they want to turn it into a book I actually encourage them to start from scratch because the style of writing from the academic writing is completely different yeah. to Amazon writing now for the podcasters especially if you are very um, conversational and engaging, then yes, you know, that could potentially work. Um, transcribe it, see how it flows mm. as, as a written piece. Do a little bit of edits, um, add an intro, add a conclusion, you know, and, and tie the chapters together. Mm. And yeah, that could work. But you have to map it out and, and see, again, as, you know, we'll have to go back to the market research and keyword research to see what works well in that particular genre. Such a big piece of it is that research ahead of time. And if you can get those keywords right, oh my gosh, I think that just helps so much, uh, so much easier. So now you see a lot of books or compilation books or people going out there not getting Amazon bestseller. So, I mean, from what I understand from you is that it's a bit of a process. There's a specific algorithm you need to hit. And by not hiring the support, like having someone like you help them through, then they're not, chances are of them not, getting the Amazon bestseller, right? Yeah, I have to say, Michelle, if if you don't know what you are doing and you're just trying to wing it, people who already know have that advantage. Um, there are millions of books on Amazon and that was my biggest fear um, when I went into the self-publishing route. My fear was if I publish something and there are millions of books there already, how would people find me <laughs> and how, how are they going to buy my book? So when it comes to self-publishing, yeah, identifying the keywords, leveraging the, the Amazon algorithm and following a very specific sequence, having the promo schedule ready. Um, if you know the sequence, you will be surprised at how easy it is to get to number one bestseller because yeah, it's about triggering the algorithm the timing, the, you know, the strategy behind it. If you just try to publish something, cross your fingers and hope for the best, if you already have an existing audience of, let's say, 10,000, 20,000 people who are loyal and follow every word you say, <laughs> then you have a good chance of getting to number one bestseller. But if you are just starting out, or maybe, you know, maybe you, you just have a handful of followers. Maybe you can pull it off. But if your aim is to use your book to grow your audience, mm -hmm. yeah, you need to educate yourself. And if you know the sequence and you have the support as well and the accountability, you will be surprised at how enjoyable um, it is and, and yeah, how surprisingly easy it is um, if, if you know how it works. Yeah, I'm, and I'm sure um, compared to writing a dissertation, it probably is a lot easier too, <laughs> or a thesis or something like that. It's probably a much more enjoyable process. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So do you think like 12 weeks is like a, is like, that's the length of your program. Is that like an average 
like the time that's like probably a good enough amount of time for someone to write a book? Oh yeah. Well, my program is a 12 week um, program. So I've, I've um, laid it out. So there are specific tasks every week, but certainly because most of the students that I'm attracting are online entrepreneurs. Most of them are busy parents. They have a busy family life, social life, running a business. Some of them have a, a full-time job as well. So they're, they're juggling a lot of things. You can stretch out. <laughs> you can stretch out that 12-week program. And I'm, I'm rolling out the, the monthly um, a membership now. So it's, it's presented as a 12-week program. But it's entirely up to you how you're going to interpret what one week <laughs> means to you. Does that make sense? Yes. Definitely. So in, in week one, we lay the foundations. You know, we, we ground you in your purpose, do your keyword research and market research, prepare your outline and, and all that. Week two, um, we start uh, creating your outline, really, really mapping out what your book is about, doing your um, research and, and putting all the, 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 putting the skeleton, if you like, for your book. Weeks three, four, five, and six, I know it's only four weeks, but that's the time where, where you write your book. And inside mm -hmm. my membership, I do encourage my students to sign up to my daily writing prompt. So they, they sign up to my to, to, to that prompt and they get an email from me every day That's just awesome. to remind them, hey, you're writing a book. <laughs> Could you tell me how many, how, how many words you've written today? So it just helps them to keep their books in their radar, to build that momentum. Because one of the feedback that I got from my students is that, you know, they say, look, Emmy, I know that I'm writing a book, but I get so busy. Sometimes I forget that I'm writing a book. <laughs> many things happening in my life so just having that daily prompt uh, we we aim for no zero days so mm -hmm. even if it means writing one book or adding a question mark mm -hmm. on a page it means that the book is still um, within your radar so with my students during that four-week period because I encourage them to write a series I tell them look you could aim to write a 15,000 maybe 20,000 words for your first book so that's something like 5,000 words a week, which is 1,000 words a day if you are How many chapters working. That is? That's around seven to eight chapters. Um, so it, it's like doable. Like 100 pages? That's so? right, 100, 120 pages. Mm, so a yeah, 1,000 yeah. words a day. Sometimes it could be 850 words a day. But if, if you look at it from the perspective of, yeah, it's only 15 to 20,000 words. And if you already have existing content, it's just a matter of organizing mm. them, seeing the pattern, see how it flows. And certainly four weeks is super easy for, for the podcasters because you, you, you live and breathe and eat and sleep with your content. You know, you're always thinking about always your thinking stuff. About <laughs> yeah. 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 And you, you know, you have your podcast and, and, and you talk about it. So it's quite easy to, to have it um, all laid out over that four week period. So that's weeks one to six from week seven to 12, we switch gears and that's when we put our publishing hat on. So Week seven, I ask my students, okay, let it go. Give it to your editor. Give it to your advanced readers. I have to say so many of my students are maladaptive perfectionists because I think, yeah, I attract people who are very similar to me. 
we can't let it go. We would say, it's not ready. Oh, you know, it's super embarrassing. There's so many errors yet. You know, I, I can do better. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yes, of course you can do better. That's why we are asking you to give it to your editor. Get yeah. someone to read it so you can get feedback. So that's week seven. And week seven is also the time when we start... Um, optimizing the title, the subtitle. We review nice. the market research and make sure that we use those high traffic keywords in the title and subtitle and in your series title if you're writing a series. So whenever um, people type in those keywords on Amazon, your book pops up because you've incorporated them in your, in your title and subtitle. The following week in week eight, we do the covers and then the following week, your your draft comes back from your editor and your launch your launch team. So you start editing, you know, revising, formatting, um, and then putting in the the bits and pieces. Like if you have a lead magnet, um, you know, you you prepare your landing page, you, you prepare the 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 sequence. So that's happening in the background from weeks seven, eight, nine, and ten. So by the time we get to week eleven. That's the time when we upload the book on Amazon. And there's um, something that I need to clarify with my students. There's a difference between publishing and launching. Mm -hmm. So we publish on week 11. That means that's the time when we put it on Amazon, hit the publish button, and launch the following week. It takes us around five to seven days after publishing before we launch because there are a lot of things happening in the background before yeah. we officially launch we get the reviews going we organize the promos we some of them they upload their audiobooks you know so there are a lot of things happening in the background so we publish we, we upload our books on week 11 do a lot of extra things um, to prepare for the launch and come week 12 that's when we go um, blast off launch week get to number one celebrate and and yeah, I mean, after that, it, it's just a, a huge relief um, for my students. And um, it's for, for most of my students, it's something that they wanted to do for a long time, right. but just didn't know how to do it. And following, <laughs> that's right. And by having a sequence like that, doing something every week just made it more manageable. And as mm -hmm. I've said, more enjoyable because my students, they, they go through the process together. And again, I keep saying this, okay. I attract people who are very, very similar to me, very friendly, happy, supportive people. Um, we go through the process together and it certainly makes my job a lot easier because the people who are in my community are, are helping each other. They're supporting each other. They're going through the process together. So when someone feels the fear, someone experiences imposter syndrome, mm -hmm. or someone just wants to give up because it's too hard, we do come together. Um, we have uh, group coaching sessions, Q&As, and the community is just wonderful. And you um, help because, support each other as you're launching then too. You can give each other reviews and yeah, yeah, yeah. Launching. That's the yeah. thing. You know, they review each that other's books. Too, so great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They give feedback on their covers. They they give and the, the the magic happens is that when someone someone feels the imposter syndrome, especially as they are about to launch, 
they would say something like, I don't think I can set this to the public because it's just absolutely rubbish. Mm-hmm. But we, we validate it and, and we, tell, we tell that person, look, we've read it. And, and I'm the kind of person who's really honest. Like if I see yeah. something is crap, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let you publish it because I don't want you to fall flat on your face. Right. If, if I see something is not ready, I, I tell them. It's like, look, you need to tweak this a little yeah. bit more. This is a bit confusing. You need to fix this before you publish so that when you get the green light from me, you, you, you can have the confidence that, yeah, I think it's, it's time. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> yeah, it's time. And, you know, you can let it go. And, and because the, the longer you wait, um, the longer your, your readers will wait as well. And, you know, you, you'll be serving your audience with your book um, the sooner you publish it. Yeah. Another trick I learned when I was trying to write my book is hire, hire and pay the editor <laughs> as you're getting close to finishing because then they're going to keep harassing you. Where's the, where's the copy? When is it? I, you paid for it and I need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really that, that really helped kind of push me. The, the accountability is like, hey, yeah. go, 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 go for it. Yeah, exactly. I love it. Well, I mean, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been really helpful. And I think it's given our, we've had other book publishers on talking about what you're talking about is slightly different in the fact that you're uh, talking to us about a formula, a proven system to get to number one bestselling author, plus also a way that we really use the keywords, which we're really a fan of in podcasting too. And then how can you set up, like start a series on your podcast and turn your podcast and that content into clients. And so really interested in learning more about your workshop and um, sending our clients over your way. So uh, thank you so much to Emily for being with us today. It's been a pleasure. And uh, I know our audience has gotten tons of value out of this presentation. So thank you so, so much. Where can we find out more information about you? Well, you can find me on Facebook. That's where I'm most active. So if you go to self-publishing made simple community on Facebook, um, that's where, yeah, I go there live every week. You can ask me anything and you can just see how, how friendly and supportive uh, my people are. And, you know, we can start from there. Okay. Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Make sure you guys check out Publishing Made Easy on Facebook to find any over there. And until next time, Emmy, thanks for being great. And Amplify You Family, go out there, stop being the best kept secret in your space and write your book, get it out there today. And we'll see you next week. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, and review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.